Binance dodges a mass exodus of funds, but the HTX HECO bridge experiences one of its own as it's hacked for $86 million. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving to you in the US. You are listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Baggs, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to stay ahead of the curve in crypto, make sure you click that follow button. Grab yourself a coffee. Let's get into it. Okay, you Americans may have been taking some well-deserved time off, but crypto never sleeps. So here is a quick rundown of what we're covering today. There has been no mass exodus of funds from Binance after the DOJ settlement. The HTX and HECO cross-chain bridge is hacked with $86 million stolen. 13.6 million of that hack is stolen from hot wallets on the HTX exchange. US prosecutors say that CZ is an unacceptable risk of flight. And finally, is crypto trading plagued with substance abuse? Yesterday's episode was heavy going with the breakdown of Binance's $4.3 billion settlement, CZ pleading guilty and a $50 million fine, and a new CEO appointed at the exchange. If you didn't listen, make sure you go back as it really was a historic day for crypto. So while this was unfolding, one question really stuck with me. Will there be a mass exodus of funds from the exchange? If it's once bitten and twice shy, most of us in crypto are fully agoraphobic. So a fine of that magnitude would unsettle even the largest of organizations. And so, if I was honest, I expected a lot of money heading for the doors. But it seems that isn't happening. Turner Wright yesterday put together a piece on a report by the blockchain analytics firm Nansen, who were closely following the flow of money around Binance. So even though the situation between Binance, the Justice Department, and CZ was very different from that of FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried, I'm sure many people were concerned about possible liquidity issues at Binance and anything that might affect their funds. But at, thus far, based on the recent Nansen report, it doesn't seem like we've had uh, significant instability at the exchange, a pausing of withdrawals, anything like that. But for now, it seems to be business as usual for Binance, other than the fact there'll be more reporting required, more oversight, particularly for any operations the firm has in the US. In the 24 hours from the United States Department of Justice announcement of the settlement, Binance saw a $956 million net outflow on Ethereum. That is, $956 million more ETH left the exchange than entered it. This sounds awful, but as with all things, some context really douses the flames of fear here. In the first 12 hours, the value of Binance's total holdings increased from $64.6 billion to $65.2 billion, and that takes into account both the outflow of money and the price dip crypto experienced. I'm going to presume you're suspicious like me. So, the first 12 hours was not a gerrymandered statistic, it's just all the report could offer at that time. What was more interesting about Nansen's analysis is the comparison with past negative events. I'm simply going to quote them here. In the past, Binance has processed higher volumes of outflow and negative net flow. June 2023, after the SEC sued Binance. December 2022, after insolvency rumours. And the immediate aftermath of FTX. So as Turner said, and this really has been a positive surprise for me, it's more or less business as usual at Binance, it seems. The same goes for crypto too. As of this morning, the total market cap is back to pre-Binance news levels. In January 2022, Vitalik Buterin said, My argument for why the future will be multi-chain, 
but it will not be cross-chain, is that there are fundamental limits to the security of bridges that hop across multiple zones of sovereignty. He has been proved correct time and time again on this one. Now, he can point to an $86.6 million hole in the HTX and HECO cross-chain bridge for yet more evidence. Yesterday, the blockchain security platform, PeckShield, tweeted a suspicious, huge withdrawal of 10,145 ETH, around $19 million, from the HECO bridge. Note the transaction is initiated by the operator, looks like a compromised operator. Unfortunately, this ETH was not lonely as it was siphoned from the bridge by a hacker. Several other transactions followed this enormous haul, taking different tokens to different addresses. This still unknown hacker lifted USD coin, Chainlink, Shiba Inu, and several others, including $18.8 million of Huobi Bitcoin and $42 million of Tether, taking the total to $86.6 million in stolen crypto. Justin Sun, the founder of Tron and BitTorrent and the de facto owner of HDX, formerly Huobi Global, alerted his followers on X that the attack on the bridge was happening, but he also had to calm the users of his HTX exchange. Before we get more into that, I wanted to speak to Ezra Regera, who wrote this piece. It's the second time it happened to a project linked to Justin Sun this month. So uh, they've had two exploits in the same month. So it's possible that someone may be targeting his business or, you know, I've also seen comments from Twitter speculating that it could have been an attack from the inside. But yeah, there are so many possibilities that if I was then, I'd start looking at uh, any other potential security weaknesses in their other businesses. So to avoid any future problems, hopefully we don't see a third incident. The HTX and HECO bridge hack had a thread to it that the blockchain security firm Cybers uncovered. 13.6 million of the $86.6 million stolen through the exploit was from hot wallets. Cybers said that the losses came from three compromised hot wallets, from which 1,240 ETH, $7.3 million of USDT, 1.78 million USDC, and 62,200 LINK were drained. In Justin Sun's aforementioned tweet, he wrote, HTX and HECO cross-chain bridge undergo hacker attack. HTX will fully compensate for HTX's hot wallet losses. Deposits and withdrawals temporarily suspended. All funds in HTX are secure and the community can rest assured. We are investigating the specific reasons for the hacker attack. Once we complete the investigation and identify the cause, we will resume services. This hot wallet news was written up by Z Sun, so I wanted to get his thoughts too. Yeah, so it's unfortunate to see what had happened. Um, but that said, this is the second incident involving the HTX exchange uh, within the past two months. And the first one happened in September, and it was a hack for around 9.2 million, I believe. And it was also involving HTX's uh, hot wallet. So I'm curious to see if uh, users' funds are really secure. Okay, so during yesterday's episode, I discussed what the guilty plea meant for CZ. I also made a comment I hesitated putting in, not because it wasn't a genuine consideration I'd had, but because it was potentially stoking the flames. I said, the final, albeit unlikely, twist to this tale could come in the form of extradition. Being a CZ lives in Dubai and the United Arab Emirates has no extradition agreement with the US, things could get spicy, but it doesn't look on the cards. Well, it seems that the DOJ has put thought into that exact scenario. Yesterday, Martin Young wrote a piece about the United States government prosecutors who are trying to stop CZ from leaving the US. The prosecutors wrote that CZ, 
presents an unacceptable risk of flight and non-appearance if he is allowed to leave the United States pending sentencing. And they added that the government would not be able to secure his return due to that lack of an extradition agreement with the UAE. The prosecutors also added this compelling hypothetical that I'm going to quote directly. He has three young children and a partner in the UAE. Once in the UAE and faced with the prospect of travelling back to the United States to face up to 18 months in prison, he may elect to simply stay in the UAE with his family. I would also go as far as to say that although CZ would lose his $175 million bond, the $15 million trust he set up and still have paid a $50 million fine, I suspect he could not only afford that hit, but would likely feel he could make it back. Nevertheless, I feel as I did yesterday that it's unlikely that any of this would happen, but it's not surprising that the DOJ is unwilling to take chances. Finally, I want to cover a brilliant feature in the magazine by Cointelegraph. It was titled, This is Your Brain on Crypto. Substance abuse grows among crypto traders, and it was written by Mitch Ivan. This is a long and thoughtful piece, and I just cannot do justice to the full article. So there's a link in the show notes. Please give it a read. As the title implies, there is a worrying trend of drug use in crypto trading. This isn't wholly unexpected given the Wall Street trader cliche of yesteryear in stories like The Wolf of Wall Street. Although that sort of trader environment has matured over the years and most banks and hedge funds will no longer stand for what perhaps they once would, crypto doesn't have the same restrictions. Abdullah Boulard, founder and CEO of the Balanced Luxury Rehab, said that the high intensity of crypto trading combined with its 24-7 accessibility encourages the use of stimulants. This then, in turn, encourages downers like benzodiazepines and alcohol to deal with the anxiety and the other effects of stimulants. There are two quite unbelievable tweets linked in this magazine piece. The first, as recently as April 2021, was from Caroline Ellison, the former CEO of Alameda Research, who tweeted, Nothing like regular amphetamine use to make you appreciate how dumb a lot of normal, non-medicated human experience is. If you go back around another 18 months, in 2019, Sam Bankman-Fried tweeted, Stimulants when you wake up, sleeping pills if you need them when you sleep. Be mindful of where your headspace is. I often nap in the office so that my mind doesn't leave work mode in between shifts. Stellar advice there, Sam. Mitch's feature goes on to look at cryptocurrency trading addicts, effects on the brain, and treatment in this really important piece. So please make sure you take the time to give it a full read. Okay, that is it for today. Go attack that turkey or nut roast. Consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing, or leaving a review. Have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow.